DPS families in Durham community. Welcome back to Get to Know As We Grow. It's a podcast all about the Growing Together initiative in which Durham Public Schools is focused on increasing access and equity to its programs for students throughout the district. Uh, this episode, we're excited to have the rock star team from our operations side of the house all focused on transportation. So as we've been talking about the access and equity for students to access programs in the district, we have to get them to those programs as well. So I'm super excited to have Matthew Palmer, Executive Director of School Planning, Transportation, Nutrition here with us, as well as Joe Harris, Director of Transportation Services, and our probably our newest member to the operations team, Kristen Berkshire, Community Transportation Planner. Welcome team. Thank you for having yeah, us. Thank Thanks you. For having. Okay, Mr. Palmer, I'm going to throw it to you to kind of um, tell us why it's so critical that transportation is a part of this initiative. Absolutely, Ms. Cooper. So, you know, with Growing Together, we've focused on those three ideas that you opened with, growth, equity, and access. And in our world of transportation, of getting students to school, we think about those constructs of equity and access, right? And in particular, when we talk about access, there's this first layer of like, well, which schools am I eligible for? From student assignment and the regions, like what schools could I go to that are near me? But that second element of access has to do with how am I going to get there? What choices do I have? And in transportation, we've focused on making sure that first and foremost, transportation is safe, right? Safety is paramount no matter what mode you're getting to school with. The second layer for us after handling safety has to do with equity, making sure that we're being equitable in how we provide service and which kids have access to school. The third layer has to do with efficiency. We want to be fiscally responsible, but also with our bus fleet. Uh, many are aware that we only have so many bus drivers and we have to be very efficient. And the last layer for us, and, and these are all important layers, is around sustainability. So we think a lot about access to school, how are kids going to get there, and then how do we, as an operations team in transportation, focus on safety, equity, efficiency, and sustainability. I can imagine, you know, you've, you've outlined that beautifully, but there's even lots of layers within that conversation from physically the school buses and how students access those buses, but also creating opportunities to for other modes of transportation to ensure that students can access programs as well. So I'm super excited that um, Mr. Harris is here, Ms. Berkshire is here to talk about all the various layers of students accessing our schools and our programs. Indeed, Ms. Cooper. And you know, something that's important to talk about in Durham is that roughly half of our students ride the yellow bus and the other half are coming to school in a variety of ways. And you know, historically it's about 60% ridership on the yellow bus and 40%. And we've actually seen that kind of flip during COVID. So we're gonna to continue to focus on servicing all families and all students, no matter what mode they arrive at school. And that's why we're so fortunate, like you said, to have Mr. Harris supporting our yellow bus fleet and Ms. Brookshire supporting our passenger vehicles, our students that may walk, bike, or even take the Go Durham transit bus. There's many ways to get to school. So as we talk about how we're growing as a community, Miss um, Berkshire, Tell us a little bit more about your work and the planning that you're doing to help our students now, but also well into the future. Yeah, yeah. So um, Mr. Palmer mentioned the, the modes that I'm looking at primarily. Um, students that are being driven to school or driving themselves to school, students that may have the opportunity to walk or bike, and then maybe even take our transit service. So for all the schools, I can help by looking at how morning arrival and dismissal is going, the safety of the flow of traffic, 
But then in many cases, you know, we do have some schools where 5, 10, 15, or 20 percent of students may be currently walking to school. Um, and, and then there are other schools where there's a possibility for more students to be walking to school. And that, you know, meets all of the goals that Mr. Palmer talked about. You know, of course, it's more sustainable to walk and bike. Um, but also that's taking cars out of the carpool queue, keeping that the idling and the traffic away from our schools and giving kids a little bit of physical activity at the beginning of their day. And so sometimes there's small barriers, you know, maybe it's communication or a small infrastructure project that can unlock the opportunity to, to walk and bike. And then other cases, it's long-term improvements and coordination with our partners at the city and the, the county and the state DOT. That seems pretty forward thinking for a school district to be navigating this space um, to ensure that um, we're taking into consideration all the ways that students access schools. How, how unique is a program like this? Well, I mean, as far as we know, I think I might be the first community transportation planner in the state that's working within the, the school district. And I think it's a welcome change for our partners at the, the city and county and state as well to have someone else to be working on these issues with them um, and helping respond when there's something urgent, but then also be proactive um, and see how we can get ahead of some of these things as well. Super fantastic. Durham Public Schools leading the way um, in a number of ways, and especially as it relates to ensuring equity and access for our students to get to and from school um, safely. And let's talk about that safety too. And Mr. Harris, feel free to jump in. It's students accessing school safely, whether they're driving themselves, walking, riding their bike, but also whether they are utilizing our yellow bus services. Yes. So thank you all for having me today. So yes, in regards to safety, we always make sure that's our top priority when transporting our students here within Durham Public Schools. That's one of the biggest things that we have conversations about when we have our actual meetings with our staff and everybody that's associated with the transportation team. We want to make sure that we always provide safe and equitable transportation for every student within Durham Public Schools. And with this Growing Together initiative, this is one of the most positive things that will help in regards to making sure that we're meeting the needs of all the students, making sure we have equitable and safe and efficient transportation services. Ms. Cooper, I'm going to take a privilege and jump in with Mr. Harris here for a second. Something that's so cool about the regions is that as we look at those, as we begin to discuss those at a, at a community level with the Durham parents and students and residents, that we're trying to align those regions with some of our big infrastructure pieces, like we're all familiar with Interstate 85 or certainly NC 147 that comes, the Durham Freeway comes right through town. And soon we'll have the East End Connector. Something we've been able to do with the regions that we talked about in the regional model conversation was that we'll be able to minimize the number of students that have to cross over freeways, which is a huge benefit for safety, uh, for occupant safety, for children on buses, for our bus drivers, as well as for our efficiency as well. And that, that's fantastic. Um, and for those of you who may not be familiar with our regions, we've talked about it in a previous podcast. So certainly jump back a couple of episodes and you'll hear all about the regional access model for Durham Public Schools and how we are streamlining our access to programs and not only make it easier for families, but also to create some really great efficiencies within the district so we can better serve students and families. So that's really, really amazing. I have to say this, and I'm pretty sure most people will say that they have really fond memories of school, especially as it relates to the school bus. You know, that is such a milestone for our students um, and a true marker of them joining this the school force and standing outside waiting for that school bus and, and 
riding to school with their friends. Um, so I, I know that we all kind of have a special place in our heart for that. And when we talk about that there are some realities to the situation that we're dealing with right now, which may not bring some warm and fuzzy feelings for some of our families, but that's what we're doing through this initiative. And I know we've heard the stories about some of our students who have long bus rides right now and what we're able to do through regions and growing together to shorten those times and make it a more pleasant experience for our families and students. That's right, Sheena. So by being able to think about areas of the county that we're servicing with school programs, Mr. Harris and Ms. Brookshire will also be able to be thinking about servicing those areas with transportation, right? So actually through regions, we are able to support all four of our transportation objectives around safety we discussed, equity, certainly shortening those ride times. You know, Joe, would you share with folks like what some of our students experience from a daily ride time perspective? Sure, absolutely. So in some some of our students um, ride anywhere from five, 10 minutes up to an hour, hour and a half, and even sometimes a little bit longer, depending upon the program that they, the student attends and actually where they live within the county. We have some students that get on as early as 5, 10, 5, 15 in the mornings just to be able to make sure that we're getting them there to school on time and be as far as being efficient with that, this Growing Together initiative will help us put some things in place as far as ride times in regards to students, how long they'll be riding, so that they make sure that they are in their seats and they don't have to spend, realistically, three hours a day on a school bus traveling to and from school. They're able to take a few more minutes of being at home or whatnot and being able to take time for their studies and being able to do different things they need to do that they might not have been able to have happen we're giving time back into that day. That's right. And those shorter ride times will also ensure that there's less operating times for our buses, which is going to help with some of our goals around sustainability as well. So regions support safety, equity, efficiency, and sustainability. Wonderful. And getting back to those regions a little bit, um, when we talk about some of those efficiencies that we're creating, um, I, I know a topic that has been on families' minds is our staffing as it relates to our bus drivers and what does a regional model do in helping with those hiring concerns and making sure that we're fully staffed and able to support all of the students who access our, our buses? Sure, sure. Well, with any problem we talk about in planning that we have to start with good data. Right? And we know right now we have sort of legacy bus rider data. So our first level is working with our parents right now today to update our rider requests for 2223. That's our first cornerstone of making sure we have good, efficient routes to really maximize the number of routes that a driver can carry uh, and being efficient with that. The, the second part of that has to do with the adjustments that we made with the bell schedule. There'll be effect for 2223. So you take firstly, you know, good data, layer on now uh, sort of consistent bell times across. And then at a third layer, now we bring the regions into play. Right. And I'm going to go even a little bit further with it. We've looked at Durham County and, and really broken it into 730 planning units. Now, planning units is like, let's call it a neighborhood, right? And we've always heard about how, well, this school boundary carves up this neighborhood and we want to make sure the neighborhood stays intact. What we've been able to do is design planning units. This is part of growing together and the work that lies ahead for us so that those planning units are at 35 miles an hour. That's the sort of edge of so we're trying to make sure that we don't break apart neighborhoods, right? And that is we're being as efficient as possible with the drivers that we do have, that they're able to stay in an area 
and that we're able to use the bell schedules to do elementary, middle, and high school routing all within that one area. And I think anybody, any parent, anyone in Durham supports that, making sure that, you know, we're doing our due diligence to ensure that the best experience for our families. And so I'm just truly honored to be sitting around a table with a team that really is putting action behind their words and making things happen for our students. And we're able to do this collectively as a community. Throughout the Growing Together process, one of the things that we have been focused on is really rooting the community's voices and our families' voices in this work. I'm really excited that what we're sharing now is exactly what our families have been telling us. And they've been telling us that they want these things to ensure better experiences, not just for their kids, but all Durham students now and for all Durham students in the future. Indeed, indeed. And that's, you know, such an opportunity because ultimately transportation at the end of the day is how a child starts the day and wraps it up. Just like Joe said, we're going to pick you up and bring you to school. We're going to try to make sure that that route is safe and equitable and efficient and sustainable. After the instructional day is over, we're going to bring home and what that means is, is that for many Durham families, transportation is the one thing that they experience the most. These days, especially, parents don't get to go into the school building. So that bus driver or the person that runs the car line or the crossing guard or the person that's greeting students as they walk back to school, that's the opening of the door. That's the first person that that student's going to come into contact with. Uh, something we talk a lot about with our bus drivers is that oftentimes our students have a deeper, longer-term relationship with the bus driver than even a teacher. bus driver could serve as a student for up to 10, 15 years, depending on that student's educational journey. That just goes to show how critical and how important the folks who work on our operations side of the house really, really are. And I don't think we often talk about that. And, and sometimes we don't give them the kudos that they deserve. Um, oftentimes we're focused on our amazing teachers because they do rock star stellar work for all of our students, but we have our bus drivers who are showing up each and every day to make sure that our students get there safely and that they're ready to learn. So big shout out to all of our, our bus drivers and those supporting the transportation efforts here in Durham Public Schools to ensure that our students are ready to learn. I'm just grateful again to have you all here with us. We've got more episodes of Get to Know As We Grow planned for the future, so be sure to stay tuned. Again, thank you to our transportation team for sharing your feedback and your insight with us about how we're moving together collectively as a district to ensure that the transportation needs of our students are met. Families, um, be sure to visit engage.dpsnc.net for more information about growing together. We've got two years worth of work um, on that platform for you to dig a little bit deeper into how we got to where we are today in addition to other episodes of Get to Know As We Grow, so you can walk through the Growing Together initiative with us. To unlock the limitless potential as a student uh, with the support of a top-notch quality group of teachers, principals, and education leaders, we've got to be able to get to school. And we're just so fortunate and, quite frankly, thankful. Mr. Harris, under his direction in the Department of Transportation, Ms. Brookshire joining us as the first community transportation planner in North Carolina, we're in good hands here in Durham, and we look forward to supporting each and every student, no matter how they may choose to come to school, we're there for you. Mr. Harris, Ms. Berkshire, any final remarks? So in regards to this whole initiative, when it relates to transportation, our whole plan is to make sure we're, we work on being on time each and every day with a 100% arrival time, just being consistent 
with what we do in regards to transportation each and every day, mornings and afternoons, making sure we're in place to get our students to their seats to make sure they have a fun field day of learning and then bring them back home every afternoon in the same manner. I guess I'll just build on one thing that Mr. Palmer said about the planning units and finding a way to set those so that we're keeping neighborhoods together and bounding them by roads with 35 mile an hour speed limits. You know, we know that it, once we get above 35 miles an hour, our youngest students, nine, nine and younger, you know, they have a hard time judging the speed of traffic and finding a gap in traffic. And all of our bus riders start as pedestrians. And so, um, and then of course we have students walking and biking to school, often with their parents. And as they get older, maybe on their own as well. So, you know, making sure that we're keeping those neighborhoods together also works towards, you know, transportation safety as well. And there you have it. Until next time, Durham families, um, take care and we'll see you at the next episode of Get to Know As We Grow.